from Bureaucracy's Basement to your ears in compliance with the memo EX 1063. This is the weekly meeting of the Queen City Improvement Bureau. On tonight's meeting, solar panels. Are they from the devil or not? Lang's Cafe, Olive Garden. How many eateries is this place getting and losing? We'll find out. Well, we probably won't, but we'll talk about it. This meeting is now in session. Good evening. Good evening. How are you doing, sir? Well, you may recall at last week's meeting, uh, I performed uh, open heart surgery on myself. Yes, successfully. I remember that. Mm-hmm. And evidently, uh, evidently, um, well, I, I seem to be doing pretty well. Uh, I'm sure our uh, audience can. Uh, yeah. Pretty well is strong words. It's re- it's all relative. Yeah. Yes. And at the time, I thought uh, you recall me saying that, you know. I wouldn't stress out so much about time. I, I had yeah. a new lease on life, you as did. they say. Yeah. Um, but I've thought about it, and I've, I've had a change of heart. Oh, no. <laughs> Literally, I've had a change yeah. of heart. Uh, and I realized that time is of the essence. Oh. Yes. And how will that factor into today's meeting? I will probably uh, set my phone to ding at random times. Oh, perfect. Okay, yes. good. So that we will know that time is passing. Yes. Okay. Yeah. I'll get you a, a grandfather clock. Oh, really? One that bongs every 15 minutes. Please do. Will do. Yes. Next time. Next time on the <laughs> Next Queen, time City, on- Queen City Improvement <laughs> Bureau. A grandfather clock. All right. Uh, how about that uh, attendance so that oh, we can... Uh, how about that attendance? How about it? You want me to do it, don't you? I would, You yeah. would like me to take yeah. attendance. All right. That's what's about the attendance. Okay. On... Okay. Guests at the meeting tonight... Uh, first attendee, Chad Lupine. Nobody's answering to that name. Chad Sorry. Lupine? Yeah. Chad, Chad Lupine. Chad Lupine. Nope. Okay. Well, funny, uh, it's actually odd that he would even be here in the first place. Mm-hmm. He was born in 1902 in Jacksonville, Florida. Oh, so he's going to be old. Yeah, is, uh, he was born... Elvin. He might have gotten lost on the way here. He might have. He might yeah. have. Uh, well, it's unlikely. Um, he was born Elgin Shark Barn in, uh-huh. uh, in Jacksonville and changed his name to Chad Lupine in uh, 1920 when he tried to okay. make it big in Hollywood. Uh, having That having failed, uh, he began to uh, market um, a life extension therapy. Uh-huh. Chad Lupine's patented life extension therapy, it was okay. called. And his motto was, get the most out of your stick. Now, I know you're laughing. I, I am laughing. I'm trying not to laugh. It is not what you think. Okay. Uh, it's based on his notion. He had this very complicated theology that uh, life was, uh, it, it was like a stick at sort of at the gates of heaven and hell. And there was right. a dog there that would worry away at your stick until it was no more. And when your stick was gone, your life stick, oh. that's when you died. Okay. Now, might have been metaphorical, but I'm thinking he might have believed it. Right. Uh, and his therapy consisted of giving you an ointment with a, a smell that he said was noxious enough uh-huh. to keep the dog from your life stick. time away from your life stick, right. but it was imperceptible to humans. Oh, okay, that makes sense. And, uh, well, <laughs> sense. You can't see the quotey marks that I'm making with my fingers. <laughs> well, I mean, it, it makes more sense because it was actually very perceptible to humans. Right. And lawsuits followed, which oh. actually bankrupted Lupine. Oh, no. Yeah. Well, I hope he's not bringing his uh, his uh, stick stank 
to the Queen City because that would make me sad. I certainly hope not either uh, because uh, he, he died in 1940 uh, at the age of 38. Oh. Yeah, natural okay. causes, apparently. Oh. Yeah. Okay. Despite the fact that he used his life extension therapy on himself right. every day. Huh. And he's not going to be here? Well, evidently not. No, uh, evidently not. Um, I, I know he has a very strange backstory. Uh, I, 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 I researched it very quickly. Yeah. Um, hold on a sec. I think what's happened here is that I've mixed up the letters in his No. Mind. Yeah. Huh. That's true. Paul Duchenne? That is me. Okay. I am present. Oh, nice. All right. I'm okay, here. so I will mark you down as present. And uh, attendee number two, we have Mina Argonaud. Nope. Really? No, pretty no. sure. I was really excited, actually, when I saw Mina Argonaud. Yeah. On the, on the on the attendee list. I remember her posters. Well, I well at first I thought, oh, my grandmother's coming. Yeah, I but remember then, your grandmother yeah, from her posters. That's right. But yeah. then I re- remember that Mina Argonaut is not my grandmother's name. Her, no. Her name is Joan. Oh, so okay. it makes no sense at all. None whatsoever. Yeah. Uh, anyway, she, she was an aviatrix back in the 30s, yeah. and she was determined to follow in the footsteps of Amelia Earhart. Mm. Like, literally, she would actually... Walk the walk. same steep streets. Yeah. Well, I mean, only when Earhart's footsteps were visible. So, like, okay. after a rain... Or when Amelia would take walks through, like, wow. dewy fields or right. brackish fens and marshes. Right. Anyway, uh, Amelia Hart took off over the Pacific, and, uh, and uh, yeah, uh, Amelia Argonaut followed uh, on foot and drowned very quickly. Oh, that's so that sad. tragic, yeah. Yeah. And so, she'll be on the, in the meeting tonight. Um... Damn, that seems a little yeah. paradoxical, doesn't it? It does. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, hold on, let me let me look into this. Oh, I get it. I've mixed up the letters. In the name? <laughs> In the name, no. Letters. I wonder what it comes out as. Um. Um, Dango Romina. No. Oh. Um. Aiden Morgan. That's you. Oh, nice. Mark okay. yourself present. Um, I'm present as well. Yeah. Uh, we, we also have... Oh, sorry? Oh, no, I was going to... You go. Our third go, go, attendee, go. and I hope I got the name right this time, is uh, Councillor Michael O'Donnell. Yeah, I think you did. That was good. Thank you. Oh, good. Yeah, yeah I've, I've really tried with, uh, with the third one. Hey, Councillor O'Donnell. Hi, I, I just want to thank you for the uh, trivia history lesson. Those are not people yeah. I knew. But now I, you will, uh, I will remember them. Thank good. you. With, with every meeting, we find out about new ridiculous people. Well, I understand. <laughs> so uh, we, we wanted to invite you down here because at the last meeting, so there's this new thing going on at City Council called the Notice of Motion, so yes. that we get like, uh, uh, I don't know, like a preview, a sneak preview of the motions that are going to be coming up in the following month. And this week's uh, trailer, I guess it is, for uh, next week's next month's council meeting was your motion on solar power where, uh, you know, be it resolved, you're getting the... Um, the administration to investigate the potential of installing solar panels on top of city buildings. Correct. What is going on there? What crazy scheme do you have in mind? Uh, first of all, I hope it's not crazy. Okay. Uh, so uh, just to a little bit to the process. So you get to introduce you and read your motion. And really what that does for someone like me is I get to hear back from the community. And I must tell you that the feedback has been uh, nothing but positive and very encouraging. 
So the, what the motion asks for is for the administration to investigate from a financial point of view. If, we, if we've reached that, and I called it the tipping point, where if we install solar panels on city facilities, we have many roofs. In fact, can we make some money from this? Can we either take our facilities offline or can we, in fact, sell power? So mm-hmm. either way, mm-hmm. looking at it as a revenue source. The environmental impact, I think, is already well known, well understood. So I'd like to look at it from an economic point of view. Right. Uh, what would you say then is sort of your prime motivator here? Is it just that, you know, solar panels kind of trendy and you want to jump on the bandwagon or? You know, I would, I would uh, say not that. Okay. I don't want to jump on the bandwagon. Okay. Actually, what I would like to do is, is suggest that Regina has it's a horrible day today. It's cold as heck, but the sun is beaming brightly. Mm-hmm. And so we have um, we have the ability, I think, to become maybe a leader, maybe an innovator, maybe a tech-savvy place and take advantage of one of the resources that we already have. And so maybe it's just time that we as a city say, what are we going to grab onto and make our own and show the rest of the folks in Canada how to do it. That's mm-hmm. really what I would ultimately like to see. Right. How about on the environmental side? Like, um, how, the city of Regina, it's, uh, I mean, it's difficult for a city to sort of tackle something, say, like climate change. This yeah. seems like something that would work in that yeah. regard. Yeah, I think that would be one of the one of the pinnacles or part of the testicle and so on. Should we say yeah. that would that would go out there? Tentacles, sorry, not yeah. testicles. That was a little <laughs> spin on words. I apologize That's for that. That's okay. Yeah, a little tentacle out there. Yeah. I think that you are aware that previously we discussed a little bit about smart cities and the challenge and what that yeah. could impact. These are related from my point of view. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the things that I'm wondering about, though, is... Uh, the legalities around this, uh, especially related to the province, were kind of like organs yeah. of the province's will. Yep. Does the Cities Act even leave it open for a municipality in Saskatchewan to generate power and generate revenue in a way like this? Yep. Uh, good question, and, and uh, I appreciate you asking me that. One of the drives I have taken in the last while, being a grandpa and having grandchildren in Calgary, as I go down the number one highway, I hit Brooks, Alberta, and I see a field full of solar panels. Okay, so I have to find out what this means. Well, it was the county that installed them, and they worked hmm. with a, a private power company to look after what would be the equivalent of 3,000 homes, take them off the grid or, or handle that. We don't have that ability in Saskatchewan right now. In other words, SAS Power is the one entity. So part of the motion, from my point of view, might be also to invite them, as they, as the provincial government mm-hmm. has a mandate for uh, emissions and, and also for uh, alternate energy, saying, here's the city of Regina. We have all of these facilities. We have land. What if we became a real test area? So let's partner. So maybe that's one of those law ball hopes that I have as well. Right. There's been talk this year about reopening the Cities Act and start, you know, looking at ways that uh, we could build stuff into it so that the larger municipalities would have more revenue options. Is that something you'll look into? Yeah, so uh, exactly, Paul. I know that you pay great attention and you know that we have, we meaning council or the city administration is, we don't want to always just raise property taxes, but we have to look at how we can source revenue. And we have very limited opportunities to do that. So maybe this is one of those really interesting ways to do it that benefits the community in many ways. 
And so whether we can uh, test new facility or uh, new technology, maybe there are people here that build solar panels. I really don't know that. Mm-hmm. Maybe there's ways that we can become a research area as well mm-hmm. and spur some of those things on. But certainly if it becomes viable for the city of Regina to put uh, these panels, say, on a, on a hockey rink, is it therefore then viable to put it on your home? That would be a question. So open the door to revenue, yes, hopefully more than that. Right. I want to ask you about grants in lieu, or I guess payments in lieu. Sure. Uh, you mentioned last year when we lost them uh, that the 109 communities in Saskatchewan that were you know, the beneficiaries of these, that wasn't a random number that was pulled out of somebody's no. um, hiney. It was... Uh, these were the communi- these were communities that were actually generating their own power. Correct. In the past. Yep. So, do you think then that this suggests that we've lost the grants in lieu, the money that we were supposed to be getting to compensate us for losing that we had we used to have our own power generation, that maybe, you know, we lose the grants in lieu, maybe a you know good quid pro quo is that we get back the power to generate our power. Uh, Paul, you must have been in my mind at some time <laughs> in the last while. I, I can't uh, I can't explain it any other way. So yes, the, we all know the Science Center in Regina. Well, that used to be the Regina Power Plant. Okay. We signed an agreement with the province that they agreed to take it over, and eventually, you know, they shut it down from a power producing facility. But in turn, they would pay us in perpetuity a certain amount of money over a period of time. We were one of the 109. So I have to tell you that as I was crafting some of this stuff, it entered my mind that maybe we should get back into the power generation field. (laughs) Not out of spite, but because we must have done it fairly well at one point in time. And so here's another opportunity to do that. Cool. Um, so we're uh, the Queen City Improvement Bureau on 91.3 FM CJTR Regina Community Radio. We're talking solar panels with Councillor Mike O'Donnell. Um, Councillor O'Donnell, we at the... Oh, is that your yes. time is passing? Yes. Good. Uh, I just wanted to let you know that uh, it was time for a station identification. Oh, yeah. Thanks. Yes. Uh, sorry to jump the gun on your timepiece. You did? Yeah, I did. Okay. It's okay. Um so the Queen City Improvement Bureau, every week we, we look at innovative revenue tools, way for the, ways for the city to raise money okay. that uh, wouldn't involve property taxes going up. We actually, about a year and a half ago, uh, after you know the budget, when uh, the province took away the grants in lieu, we had a meeting about that, and I wanted to play you about a minute from that meeting where we talked about Because ultimately what we're saying is perhaps you could go further with this motion. So I'll play that right now. Uh, I think what the city of uh, Regina should be doing is they should be raising the tax rate on surface parking lots and undeveloped land. Uh-huh. Because that's presently a very, very cheap... Uh, the, the carrying costs on a surface parking lot or undeveloped land is, is presently like ridiculously low. Raise that to a punitively high level, but say, we will drop it back down to the level you're more accustomed to if you let us put solar panels over top of your parking lots and we'll give you a cut of the power we generate off your parking lot solar panels but the rest of it is going to go into the grid to feed our city and whatever revenue comes from the power that's generated off those parking lot solar panels the city is going to get to keep and that will replace our grants in lieu you know sometimes our innovative revenue tools kind of verge on the silly or the impractical? 
But this one actually sounds like a really good idea. Okay, so that was us from about a year ago talking solar panels. So We were young and naive back then. We were. So what do you think? Can we go farther? <laughs> Can we put solar panels on everything? Uh, first of all, I, I'm embarrassed that I'm so slow in this process, and you guys are ahead of I, I'm following your lead. Well, apparently our, our reports are going upstairs, but nobody's reading them. So. Yes. You know, we'll have to check that process, and I'll, I'll look into <laughs> that. I think you actually in, invite an interesting discussion. By that, I mean I, uh, I think that there are some lands out there that let's call them former service station sites that, oh, yeah. that you know need yeah. to be remediated, the cost is great, and so on. And you are right that the, the tax is uh, helpful to them to not remediate. Uh, as an aside, I just want you to know there's been a number ha- that have been remediated, and I'm encouraged by that. But instead of just sitting blank, we could, in fact, do that. I, I like your idea. Cool. So that's a bit of a private... Um, it's a private land, so we'd have to get the permission. But if we do all the work and so on, good grief, that would be rather interesting. And if they're going to benefit with some cash. Sure. In in, in either way, either yeah. no tax, reduced tax, rather yeah. than actually exchange of cash. That's an interesting notion. Thank you for that. Oh, hey, no worries. Yeah, I've got an idea. Oh, yeah? Yes? There's, there's, a, there's a spot downtown. Right now, it's just a big hole in the ground. You probably haven't seen it before. But it's... it's Where? Um, like prime Victoria, real estate downtown, just a hole, just just been ridiculous. It's been there for years. Yeah. yeah, people throw pennies in it. Wishes don't come true. It's a whole thing. <laughs> um, anyway, uh, so I was thinking, instead of just leaving it as a hole or just backfilling it for some reason, mm-hmm. we put a gigantic wind turbine in there, sort of like you know when you're driving on the shores of Lake Ontario, there's that yeah. big turbine, and cover it in solar panels. I like it. Yeah. We're, we're an idea-generating factory yes. down here. I'm going to have to pay much more attention to this channel. Thank you. <laughs> and and never never come on this show again. <laughs> um, one last question about the uh, your motion. Sure. Uh, the end of it. Uh, the administration report back to the Regina City Council no later than December 2019. Why so long? Yes, uh, uh, that was purposeful, just so you know. In other words, uh, as I kind of described before, it's a bit of a law ball. In some cases, I'm hoping that people will step up, make some offers. Perhaps there are uh, solar companies that would, might come forward and say, we have a proposition for you and so on. I wanted to let some of that occur, and I wanted to give them some time. Having said that, uh, they can always come back sooner, which would be my hope. And based on the number of calls from people, um, uh, solar panel co-opted, for example, at Lister Regina, that I knew nothing of, uh, they're keen to, to partner with projects and so on. So I think it's also partly to um, give the administration a chance to sort all of these things out. I hope there are multiples, and we can maybe try a few different things. So Nice. Yeah. Um, and you mentioned that the response to this that you've received so far is good. Every day. I mean, I was oh, yeah? invited yeah, every day, for example, tomorrow, uh, although the weather has now affected, I was invited to an install. I, I have never seen um, solar panels installed and what that means for a roof and so on. So this uh, nice man has uh, offered to invite me to, to watch for a while. Hmm. I was going to go. Weather changed that. But I've been to uh, some people's houses who are showing me their their data, their, their work. I've been to a commercial operation where they've done that. I've had other people. I'll give you another example whose suggestion was, 
why not every new house be wired for solar panel oh. at probably a cost of about $100. Now, that's not cost prohibitive or driving up prices. So I'm going to take that idea and talk to some of the home builders and see if that's accurate. I think there's a place to go with that. Now, National Building Code and all that kind of stuff kind of comes in, but I think that's a really workable idea. That's exciting. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. So that's the kind of things that have happened, and I'm I'm hearing this, if not every day, every other day. I've got an idea. I'm happy doing this. What can I, as a regular uh, citizen of Regina, do to help you? It's been all positive. Cool. Yeah. Great. All right. Um, another thing that uh, we've talked about and... Uh, is related is this smart cities thing uh i took the survey on the uh, website oh, yeah. um so what is that all about like yeah i'm going to give you a little background uh, first of all tell you united states their uh federal department of transport uh, came up with a smart city challenge and they really wanted to look at things in particular around transportation and mobility and uh, so they had a contest 72 cities a challenge the one that won was columbus ohio and their uh, challenge statement or overarching statement was they wanted to reduce infant mortality by 40% in their city. Hmm. Now, I couldn't put the two together. But uh, after dealing with these people, what they basically explained is that, no, we have an impoverished group of people who have difficulty getting to doctor's appointments, hospitals making appointments and handling this part of life. And so if we can make it easier for them to do that, then we can solve that problem. But by doing so, we must look at how we transport people effectively and so on. And it permeated for many ways. So when we put out the survey, and I'm very happy to hear you responded, there, we got an, a number of uh, hundreds actually of responses that I would categorize in two main areas. One is about improving transportation. I still want to use the word mobility, but they specifically said transportation and affect the environment. Well, that's exactly mm-hmm. honestly what I was looking for. And so we're, we're putting together a group to try and say, what can we do now with this information? And kind of, I'll say, I'm going to say it loosely, permission from people that those are the two areas that we should affect. And uh, I'll let you know, uh, hopefully in the next, uh, by the end of the month, exactly where we're going to go with this. But we have lots of interest from... Uh, the health district, from the uh, airport, from the university, from uh, the, uh, a, a number of our police and so on. And so I'm, I'm very excited about this. So while we want to try and solve, I'll say, hopefully a, a similar type of issue that we have in our province, we also want to affect the way that transit looks. And you know that this is related to this idea of connected vehicles or electric vehicles and how all that plays mm-hmm. in. And that's why I say these two motions are really quite related. So yeah, I'm excited about this, truly. Cool. And, and again, to... to I haven't had anybody phone me and say I'm crazy, but I've had a lot of people say I'm going to give you some information. Keep this in mind or try this. And so, right now it's a great time. Cool. Yeah. Um, yeah. You you alluded to another motion that you had in there, the one about uh, autonomous and electric vehicles and yeah. getting the city to uh, investigate what uh, um, what we should be doing to prepare for these. You left flying cars off the list. Oh, what was up with that? <laughs> I'm sorry. I actually, 
I actually had a nice gentleman at CBC call me on that one and oh, say he, he was he was interested in that. But uh, yeah, no, I did. I wasn't thinking in in my lifetime that would be a great impact on our city. So I was more concerned about the infrastructure challenges of uh, you know more electric cars and more connected vehicles. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, but yeah. yeah, we've been promised flying cars for as long as I've been yeah. alive. So yeah. it's got to be just around the corner at this point. Yeah, popular mechanics, I think, still has that in the yeah. occasional <laughs> issue. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Any day now. Yeah. yeah. So. Um, Looking forward to the next council meeting. It's not just going to be your motion, but there's also going to be uh, on April 10th, I do believe, there is a provincial yes. budget. Yes. Uh, last time we had one of those, we, <laughs> we got to get another uh, city budget. Yes. Uh, do you guys have any, like, rumblings? Have you heard any rumblings or ideas? Has uh, the Urban Municipalities Association, do they have any insights into what we can expect on the sure. 10th? Sorry. So the answer is no, I don't have any insights. I would tell you that um, I think based on... Uh, the reaction since the last budget they have hopefully taken very seriously all those impacts uh, i hope that what they've done is taken a look at how uh, cities are financed so that people actually understand that and that the you know whether it's 10 or even more million dollars i would argue it's more uh, what an impact it has on a great deal of people so i don't have any insights i'm hoping that uh, there won't be any more hardship created uh, we've kind of done our budget based on the fact that it's going to be status quo, and uh, maybe that's my optimistic view. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But this is going forward. Like this is like we've lost ten million from our. Yeah. Well, I guess it's more like eleven or twelve, thirteen million from our budget yeah. in perpetuity. Like going forward at this point. That, exactly. So, well, that's the way it sits right now. There is yeah. no promise to have things come back or to look backwards on those things. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. And you, you don't. Do you hang out with provincial ministers? I know I don't. Pol no. don't. All you politicians don't like hang out at some like secret politician bar. And yeah, yeah. I, can't, I can't speak for others. Okay. <laughs> I, I, I really enjoy my wife's company, and I have uh, children and grandchildren, and, and we get along. I have great neighbors, so no, I prefer my company there. Okay, thanks. So though. thanks for asking. No one one theory <laughs> crossed off the list. Yeah, right. Yeah. I think if you go to the rooftop bar and grill, though, there might be you might catch a few politicians. All right. Yeah. <laughs> like fluttering down. Yeah. And if I know, have a net, yeah, I like, can. Yeah, like 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 sort of like maple pigeons. leaves. I think pigeons. those are pigeons, oh. not politicians. Pigeons. Oh, they pigeons. Sorry, that's yeah. honest mistake. Fair. Yeah. So, soon to be replaced by solar panels, but I, yeah. I awesome. digress. Okay. Well, thanks a lot for coming in this yeah. evening. I we, we have to move on with our agenda. Um, but, yeah, uh, thanks a lot. And uh, I'm looking forward to seeing how the motion goes uh, in a few weeks. Uh, Aiden, uh, yeah. innovative revenue tool for this week. Um, um, it's that thing we were just talking right. about, you know, uh, tools. Yeah. They innovate for revenue. Just go with it. Okay. Innovative <laughs> revenue tools. I remember this week, suddenly. Yeah. All right, great. This week in Innovative Revenue Tools. Yeah. I have a question for you. Uh, you was that my question? No. Oh. No. These questions, you may have heard them before. Okay. Paul, yes. do you like to look? I love to look. Do you like to listen? I love listening. It's my favorite thing. And do you like... Nay, do you love to lottery? Oh, you know, you've tripped me up on this one before, and I mm -hmm. will say, yes, sir, I love to lottery. Okay, that's, that's, that is Especially the answer. Especially when looking and listening are involved. Precisely. That's the answer I was looking for, 
Because CJTR has the look and listen lottery on right now. Ooh. Oh, yeah. Uh, the importance, this very, very important station fundraiser gives you the opportunity to buy tickets to win a grand prize trip to one of these four great destinations. She, let's see if our guest, Councillor O'Donnell, knows them. Can you guess what the destinations are? I apologize. I do not know. Okay. That's all right. No, no nobody does. Um, but I have a list in front of me. One is San Francisco in the state of California. Okay. California. New York City. Ni. Ni, or Nye. Uh Quebec City. Okay. Yes, very good. And Charlottetown. P. Right, so that's San Francisco, New York City, Quebec City, and Charlottetown. Flight, accommodations, and $500 spending cash included. Second prize, a $1,000 travel voucher from Carlson Wagenli Rickert Travel. Third prize, Regina Folk Festival Experience. That's two weekend passes to the 2018 Regina Folk Festival in August. Lottery tickets are 20 bucks a pop. That's a bargain that, that, if that you get to really go to Charlottetown on oh, that. All silliness aside, that's... A <laughs> Thank you, Paul. Uh, all silliness aside. <laughs> I really like Charlottetown. <laughs> um, it's, it is a really good deal. Yeah, Charlottetown, yeah. New York, where, wherever you may go. Uh, yeah. Don't go to Charlottetown. Go to Charlottetown. Sure. Uh, yeah, you know. I, can't, I, can, I can't say any of those towns. That <laughs> That's right. I'm going, a prairie boy through yeah, and through. Going to Charlottetown, just, it's, uh, you'll, yeah. you, you'll, be, you'll be steered wrong. Um, anyway, they're only $20 each. There are 1,200 tickets available. So your odds are one in twelve hundred. Yeah, if you that's buy good. Ticket. Better than the usual lottery. Buy buy like six hundred tickets. Your odds are one in two. <laughs> You're good at the math. I know. Buy fifteen thousand tickets. You've bent the laws of physics mm -hmm. and, and won the lottery. Yeah, almost certainly um, for way too much money. Uh, in that case, anyway, you can purchase them online cjtr.ca/donate, or you can drop into uh, CJTR's offices at eleven o two Eighth Avenue. Or call the station, 306-525-7274 at regular office hours during the week. Again, that's 525-7274. You can also tweet at us. Queen City IB. That's Queen City IB. Mm -hmm. And we can hook you up with tickets. Absolutely. And we'll throw in like a like a certificate of some kind. Yes. We love to make certificates. We do. That's all we do. Yeah. All right. Well, that's a fantastic uh, innovative revenue it's tool, but we've fantastic. got a few more here on the old recording device that I will play right now. Hi, I'm local blogger Kenton DeYoung. Did you know several secret societies, such as the Ancient Order of United Workmen, Brotherhood of American Yeomen, Sons of England, Sons of Scotland, and the Loyal Order of the Moose, were involved in the initial creation and planning of Regina? It's a Regina fact. You'll find more Regina facts on my blog, KentonDeYoung.com, and every week on the Queen City Improvement Bureau on 91.3 CJTR, Regina Community Radio. And we're back from Innovative Revenue Tools. It was wonderful. And, yeah, and, and a City of Regina fact from Kenton DeYoung. Yeah, I don't suppose you have a Kenton DeYoung fact for us this week. I do. Oh, uh, one, I have a bonus fact, actually. Awesome. His last name is not .com, but DeYoung. Really? I thought his name was Kenton DeYoung .com. Me too. Like for, and it isn't? Like for years I've thought this. <sighs> like I probably since like the early 2000s. Yeah. It's been my... But anyway, yeah, I so, thought he was like part of like one really huge freaking family too. Yeah, me too. The dot coms. Yeah, 
they're there's, all over the place. All over when, the I was a kid, <laughs> when I was a kid, there were no dot coms, but now they're just everywhere. Yeah, I think. Uh, yeah. yeah, I think they're from Spain or something. Yeah, I don't know. They, a, they, wherever they're from, it's you know probably a sign that we're too lax our immigration policy. Obviously, yeah, yeah, Because yeah, I mean, they're just everywhere. Dot coms everywhere. Dot coms, yeah. yeah, and they've they've taken over all the businesses. Yeah, with their Spanish customs. Yeah, their paella all over the place. Can't move for paella. Ugh. Oh, that sounds delightful. I gotta yeah. admit. Anyway. Um, no, I have a genuine Kenton de Jong fan. Awesome. I like the genuine ones. Uh, 100% true. 100% true. Um, Kenton de Jong, mm-hmm. turns out he's capable of splitting himself at the quantum level. Splitting himself? At the quantum level. How? Into uh, what? Into two of him. Really? But of course, they have... But they, he has to rotate in opposite directions, if my quantum theory is correct. Right, so there'd be a spin up yeah, Kenton de Jong and a, a spin, spin down, down Kenton, Kenton de Jong. Yeah. Right. There's a top Kenton, a bottom Kenton, a charm Kenton, a strange Quentin. Right. Quentin. Kenton. Kenton. Sorry. Yeah. Sorry. Sorry, Kenton. Uh, <laughs> I apologize to Kenton, because if he can split himself and be in more than one place, he can be in your laptop. And in the studio right now. Impossible. No, it's possible. Really? Is it possible, Kenton? It's possible. Oh my God, Kenton is here. Hey, Kenton. Hi, thanks for having me. How did you get down here so fast? Uh, Quantum stuff. Quantum stuff, yeah, exactly. (laughs) I just split myself and came down here. Nice. (laughs) Uh, Well, I'm really glad you could make it down here today. So, um, yeah, it seems like... Every time there's a fire that burns something to the ground in Regina, <laughs> we, call on we call on Kenton. We're not suspicious or anything. <laughs> well, no, it, it's been three times now in the past year, so it yeah. seems to be happening with a lot of frequency lately. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, uh, we, we would just have you on the show. We don't need anything to get burned down. Yeah. Please, Kenton. <laughs> Okay, I'll, I'll do my best not to yeah. take part of that anymore. Yeah, <laughs> although we shouldn't make light because the thing that burned the thing, the building that burned down Lang's Cafe is like a Regina institution, and it was it's you know a family business, and mm-hmm. they've lost their building, and this week, and tragic loss to the city. Like, do you, like can you tell us more about Lang's? Yeah, Lang's has been around for thirty years now. It's really been a big staple to the city. That and Wonderland Arcade right beside it both have been around for a very long time. Uh, that whole the whole block there, that and the right south of it, the Travelers Building block, those have been around probably over a hundred years now. They were first built, and this block particularly was built like between 1905 and 1907 as apartment complexes. So it's like one of the oldest building buildings in the city. So to have this lost in a fire is just tragic to mm-hmm. our heritage, our history the remaining heritage buildings that we have it, it's just it's devastating yeah and also to our spring rolls to be quite honest yes those two <laughs> yeah. i'm gonna miss those yeah and the family that started langs like they're they're like an institution themselves within the city like they didn't just start langs they also started Viet Thai and thai mm-hmm. garden and a few other restaurants around town yeah well when they came over from vietnam uh vietnam was is a communist country and it was back then too so the idea of starting your own business was like revolutionary to them so they mm. really want to jump into it and make their own businesses and this is one of their business children like it was one of the first ones they started and it's just kind of branched up from there yeah. so to have this happen is just devastating to the whole i won't call it a franchise because they're all not they're all not the same but this is the whole family and the whole yeah. network yeah um 
Yeah, and this notion that uh, like the noodle bowl is kind of intrinsic to Regina's identity, mm-hmm. strangely, that the, is, the noodle bowl yeah. would be so important. Yeah. Like, I don't know if there's any other dish that we could call, like, a Regina dish. I don't know. Like, Regina pizza. I suppose it's Regina pizza. Yeah. And then the noodle bowl, and neither, never bring the two together. Unless you, like, you wouldn't want, a, like, a noodle bowl pizza? I am going to get the team on that <laughs> right away. <laughs> the noodle bowl pizza is coming, like you are. It would be a, a bun. bun is, uh, is yeah, boon. Yeah, boon. Boon, boon. Yeah. Yeah. boon and pho. Yes. Yeah. See, that's what I, if I had a Vietnamese restaurant, I would call it Boon and Pho. Really? I, I wouldn't have a Vietnamese yeah. restaurant. Actually, I, sorry, this is a digression, but I did actually, I, I came up with an idea to get out of the sub-basement. Oh. And it was to start my own restaurant in the United States. And it would be a Canadian cuisine restaurant, and there would be two sides to it. There would be like, the, there would be the restaurant side, and there would be the bar side. And the restaurant oh. side would be called Sorry. And the not rest the bar side would be called not sorry. So together it would be sorry not sorry. Very nice. And they would sell like you know Caesars on one side and I don't know Regina style pizza and um, noodle bowls on the other. And that's my plan. And there'd be a to cl- get out of the south basement. And there'd be a water slide, but it would be like a clamato yes. slide. One hundred percent. But you'd you'd have like the staff would all be in like red plaid shirts and. They'd uh, they'd come down to you in like a canoe, up to your table. <laughs> they'd, they'd 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 row down the uh, Clamato River to your table, right? And take your order in a in a in a jaunty voyageur accent, and, and which if I you, cannot do. And if you sat in the Alberta or Quebec section, there was always a chance that like it would actually secede into like a new restaurant. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, just one a random with, chance every night. Yeah, one that would just sell like butt steaks, and the <laughs> other one would sell good food and poutine. <laughs> that's, yes, that's correct. Yeah. Anyways, mm-hmm. Langs. Yes. Um, it, the the other thing. So it was. You're, you're right that um, you know, super historic block. But we're, we may also have lost Wonderland Arcade, which was right next door. It wasn't burnt in the fire, but apparently it's been waterlogged. And yes, when they were putting out the fire, a lot of the debris from Langs fell into the roof of it, and it clogged up some of the drainage pipes. Oh. So the water just kind of kept pouring on top. So they've looked inside. There's there's no immediate danger, but they're taking out all the machines. They're evading the machines. The building survived for now, but it's still not open. And if there's no, they haven't announced when they'll be open, so it'll probably be closed for quite some time as they see right. what exactly kind of structural damage has happened to the building. Yeah, um, it's kind of funny that like I don't know if a lot of people sort of think about Langs and Wonderland on like a daily basis because they're kind of those things that you take for granted about Regina. Yeah, you kind of see them so often. You kind yeah, of, it's kind of you kind of unsee them after a while. Right. Yeah. Yeah. They're like it's like the city in the city. Yes, very much. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so yeah, and can you talk about like Wonderland a little bit? Like, what is what is all that about? Sure. So I mean, there are a few people who don't go downtown and may not be aware of what it is. They should go downtown. It's a, it's a great area. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, so Wonderland Arcade, it's been around for I think it's been forty years now. But they, the the family has run coin operated businesses, a uh, gaming business, for about sixty years now. So they have stuff in the back of. Uh, Wonderland that they don't have out front anymore, but it it goes back to the 50s, and it's this really old vintage uh, gaming systems. Um, can't remember what it was now. I don't. I think it was a pinball, something like that, at the back. And the owner was really worried about this machine because it's the oldest one they have, and it's like a collector's item. 
So they've been in this industry for years. So to have Wonderland go down too is just be devastating because they would lose all this priceless equipment that people would love to have. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's like there's this like unofficial museum mm-hmm. that's like sitting right downtown that uh, you know not a lot of people. Like I guess you just think of it as a place for like a kid's birthday party and not. Yep. Uh, yeah. Yeah. It's. I'm hoping they can reopen it, but we'll probably won't find out for a couple weeks at least. Right. Yeah, so hopefully in time for summer yeah. when the kids are off. Yeah. <laughs> so we can stuff them into Wonderland. Exactly. Get them out of out of our collective hair. Yeah, unfortunately can't get them like spring rolls at length anymore. Though. No, that's that is I you know that I, the more what, what are we gonna do? Go down over to my Fong? I I don't think so. Oh, I don't know. My Fong's actually pretty good. <laughs> no, no, it is pretty good. I, I I'm just generating controversy. Oh, okay. Yeah. I've decided to become a shock DJ. Oh, yeah? I'm use, I'm leveraging the Queen City Improvement Bureau's meetings to uh, cultivate and hone my shock DJ persona. Oh, yeah? Yes. So, you're, the thing you want to start with is whether or not my fong is good? Yeah, I've my fong a, or no fong? Yeah, or you, my fong more like your fong. Am I right? <laughs> You. you can keep your fong because I don't want the fong to be mine. See, see, you get it. That's that's the kind of like edgy content I can bring. I um, will workshop that for for a modest investment. You can you can contribute to this. Go to Aiden's Patreon page <laughs> and his GoFundMe <laughs> and, and, and his my Kickstarter, Kickstarter. <laughs> and my Indiegogo. And just uh, please bring me some money for this. Thank you. Yes. Yeah, and for my restaurant idea. Right. Yeah. Do, you, do you have Do you have any crazy? Well, I know you have like you know a travel, you know, and content stuff, uh, you know, uh, revenue machine of your own. Do you have any crazy ideas along these lines? I mean, actual crazy ideas and not my nonsense stuff. Well, we could turn the Capital Point Hole into like a, oh. like a cavern. Or something go like splunking down into the depths of the city. Yeah, I like that. That we don't we don't fill it in. Then we can just kind of work with what we have. Yeah. Ooh. Actually, you know what you can get? You can get this at Zippity Zoom, the toy store down on the south side. You can get those like uh, bags of um, grow your own crystals. Mm-hmm. So what we could do is we could, um, you know, oh. fill up the capital point hole with like some water, about like a third full, mm-hmm. and then just get a whole bunch of these grow your own crystal packets and just dump them all in there and just like leave it. And as the water evaporates, we'll get like this crystal. Ca- it'll be like a geode. That'd be cool in downtown. And then we can, like, charge people to come and see... The beautiful geode. Yeah, the yeah. crystal cavern that was unlocked in downtown Regina. That's a cool idea. Yeah. yeah. i go with that. You'd go? Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and we could, like, have a ghost, maybe? A ghost? Yeah. yeah. I mean, just... The haunted why? crystal cave. Yeah. I mean, there we go. Yeah. Just layered the attra- exponential attractiveness to the attraction. Yeah. And we could put, like, a card at the top. And because I don't know if you've noticed, but that ramp that's supposed to take actual <laughs> real machines down is is a heck. It would make a heck of a treacherous uh, um, toboggan route. <laughs> so, you know, with all the snow we've had, they mm. could, like, toboggan down that thing. And if they survive, they would wind up at the bottom of the, uh, crystal, the haunted crystal cave. Mm. Um, I like it. Yeah. I think it was very much. Yeah. I think you should add this to your top 100 things to do. Oh, you saw that? <laughs> oh, yes. Yes, <laughs> So there's a like haunted crystal cave. You could have like a little section for things that you could do if they existed. Yeah, I like that. Yeah. 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 
the top 50 things that aren't there yet. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. Like an olive garden. Speaking of. Yes. Yeah. So first of all, we're on 91.3 FM CJTR Regina Community Radio, and we're the Queen City Improvement Bureau talking um, with. My timer says that it's time for station identification. We are the Queen City Improvement Bureau on 91.3 FM CJTR Regina Community Radio. And we're talking with local blogger and uh, fan of all things Queen City, Kenton DeYoung. Yes. Dot com. <laughs> That's not his last name. I He's am going to it. cling to that. Okay. So, I remember one day I, 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 ax, I went up to Kenton. This is, this is a while ago. And I accidentally called him dot org. It was so embarrassing. <laughs> yeah. 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 And he was like, I, I'm not an educational yeah. institution, Aiden. Could have been worse. You could have called him dot TV. Dot <laughs> TV. Or dot net. Dot net. Dot yeah. net. Jesus. That's, that's just nerdy. Yeah. <laughs> or you could call him like www.kentontr.com. Hey, HTTPs. <laughs> so anyways, there were two big news stories this week. Yes. Huge news stories. The first gigantic news story in the Queen City that came out on Tuesday. These both came out on Tuesday to Newsday. Oh, I like that. Yeah. Yeah. It was Capital Point. They needed to get a, um, they needed to, inf it, the city had talked to some engineers, the engineers had talked to Capital Point and said, hey, you've got to like get your act together and get start, jumpstart your uh, construction or uh, fill that hole back in. If you don't get us like a, a job plan by the end of March, you know, you, you need to fill that, you need to fill that nonsense in because you've got like temporary uh, things holding up the sides of your right. hole and we don't want the buildings beside your hole to fall into that hole. <laughs> so anyways, I'm just like guessing at why they need those like temporary uh, supports uh, made more permanent by the presence of a building. They did not get the construction order signed, uh, sent into the engineers and so the city has like taken steps to legally force them to backfill that hole. And cover it over. So just throw in more dirt. Yes. So they have to get that backfilled by the end of April. If they do not get it done by the end of April, the city can actually like step in and charge them for it. Um, so that was the first gigantic news story. The second gigantic news story, as you alluded, was that Regina is getting an olive garden. Quite possibly. In grasslands. Yes. Which is in Harbor Landing. And dun, dun. the internet went crazy. They, yeah, the Regina-based internet. Yeah. Very crazy. I know, like... All the dot-coms are in the streets with their paella. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Throwing it up in the air. Throwing going, up in we the can air. stop like, this paella. We're going to have no, olives. We're going to have two mandated olives on our salads. Yes. From now on. Yes. For in every salad and olive garden, that's what you get. Two olives. Um, so, yeah, this was a big news story, and everybody was all excited about it on the Twitters, that we were getting an olive garden, according to a brochure that Harvard had put out about the next part of Grasslands that's going to be built. Um, and I, th I saw that, and I'm like, that's kind of sad. <laughs> our big news, our big local news for a Tuesday after a long weekend is we're going to backfill a hole for a failed condominium, and we're going to get an olive garden. Yep. And that's all people want to talk about. And then to top it all off, Wednesday comes along, and they have to walk back the olive garden announcement. <laughs> Turns out oh. the brochure should not have been put out. The Olive Garden was not a tenant at the new development. No. It is the kind of tenant that Harvard could have at the new part of Grasslands. They have irons in the fire, they're saying. Right. There are negotiations. Feelers 
testicles, as Councillor O'Donnell would put it, yes. have been put out. We didn't, we didn't really talk about that enough, did we? Yeah. Yeah, well, I, th I think well, maybe we'll let that lie. Tentacles, as Councillor O'Donnell would put it out there. As, as he um, And so we could get an Olive Garden, but it was it's premature to say that we are getting an Olive Garden. Right. Yeah, that that is true. But you know, we may we may yet. Yeah, franchises like that are inevitable. Like oh, they yeah, just yeah. they just spread. All it needs is one person with like some a franchise. rash, like a rash, yeah. a lasagna flavored rash. Yeah. Mm. Delicious like, rashes. Yes. Please anyway. don't please don't lick your rashes <laughs> to find out what they taste they like. They do not taste like lasagna. <laughs> that much we know. Uh any anywho. Uh what do you what do you think of the possibility of like an olive garden in Harbor Landing? I've never personally been to an olive garden, so I don't know too much about uh, what to expect. Uh the internet seems really excited about it, so it makes me excited about it. Fair enough. But I'm wondering what took so long for one to get here. I am a little surprised as well. Kenton, yeah. if the internet was excited about jumping off a cliff, would you get <laughs> excited about that along with it? Oh, probably not, no. <laughs> Unless the cliff is into the Capitol Point uh, Crystal Cavern. Oh, yeah. Ooh, good point. Wouldn't that be cool? With yeah. like a bungee to help you jump down. <gasps> yeah. What? That's... Bungee jump down to the haunted Crystal Cavern. There's that building right Capital to the point. east. Yeah. Yep. That, like, look, you could totally bungee off that. You sure could. Yeah, There's some good ideas. This is really good. Although the, probably the, the the tension from the bungee will probably pull the building in because <laughs> <laughs> there's only temporary shoring. That's yeah, yeah. Then then there'll be some accidental backfilling of, of the Capitol Point haunted Crystal Caverns and Bungee Jump Amusement Park. Yeah. Oh God. What, what that would be so sad if it just accidentally <laughs> backfilled the hole with uh, fresh and sweet. If there's like all of those candy apples. <laughs> <laughs> All those candy apples going to waste. All those cupcakes and, <sighs> and, and wraps. Uh, but the in that case, the City Hall cafe, cafe would be would be like in, in the clear. You know, I was actually, I snuck out and I went to Fresh and Sweet this week. Do tell. And um, first of all, I had, and nobody's paying me to say this, I had a fantastic freaking breakfast. It was amazing. They nailed oh. the eggs. They nailed the toast. They nailed um, the bacon. It was awesome. Uh, so, yeah, their breakfasts in the middle of the week. Other thing, uh, even though the new ca uh, cafeteria is open at City Hall, I saw a lot of other city workers at Fresh and Sweet. Oh, there were course. tons still there. Yeah. So it's not like they certainly were not unbusy at lunchtime or at breakfast time. And so this was pre-lunch, so what the lunch break would look like, I don't know. But You know, it occurs to me that if the building actually fell into the Capitol Point hole, mm -hmm. uh, if it fell over more or less intact, then Fresh and Sweet, which is kind of on the opposite end of the building, mm -hmm. might still be viable. That's true. Just, it would be on an angle, obviously, yeah. of some kind. Or but, completely 180 well, yeah. degrees reversed. Yeah, exactly. Uh, but you just... It's like Regina's first upside down like breakfast spot. Right. It's like a rotating restaurant, except it only rotates once. <laughs> once. And only halfway. Yeah. Yeah. And then and then it's upside down forever. Yeah. 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 Um you know, I I feel bad. Like fresh and sweet, um you have this business here that's had like when there was when there's construction downtown, the restaurants around there knew that the construction on the plaza, for instance, would finish and that it would, you know, improve the quality of downtown and their access to customers and mm -hmm. stuff. Um, Fresh and Sweet, if that 
capital point had gone up, that would have been a revolution for their business, right? Mm -hmm. Like oh, yeah. they would have had like a you know the tallest building in the province there, full of you know condo residents and a hotel mm -hmm. right on the corner, and so yeah, endure this like nightmarish. Um, construction that must have been cutting into their business. I'm just guessing, right? That there was no like, there's no like westward um, foot traffic in, by their business. But endure it because, you know, eventually it's going to be this huge payoff. And they don't get the payoff. Instead, they're just going to get an empty lot. Not even a Plains Hotel, like just nothing there. That is a shame. Yeah. yeah. Anyways, what else do we got here? That's it. Hmm. How go the uh, graveyard tours? Well, we uh, I just sent an email to the city to ask them uh, if we could proceed with them this year. We mm -hmm. have to go through the approval process again, go through the insurance process again. So there's a bit of a bit of a progress to get to that point again. Uh, but we are scheduled. We want to do about four or five again this year. Awesome. Um, we're hoping they're as popular as they were last year. Mm -hmm. And we want to add a couple. Well, as the year went on last year, we added a couple different ones here and there. So we kind of want to keep doing that, but also kind of have the, the the crowd favorites, of course, like Francis Stark, mm -hmm. uh, the new monument for the Spanish flu victims, um, Howie, the ghost at Government House, those ones. Right. Awesome. Well, and the good thing about graveyard tours is that there's usually like the attraction is always kind of like refreshed as more as more people appear in the graveyard. <laughs> So, so you can have like a feature, like a new featured grave. Not a very like you run the risk of having not historically significant people, but maybe they will be. History will decide. Mm -hmm. I think this is a good plan. I am a very good business coach. Yeah, and you know, if you don't get approvals, you can always give tours of the Crystal Cavern. Yes, that's right, the haunted Crystal Cavern. Yep. And Bungee Jump Amusement Park. Yes. Yes. <laughs> oh <laughs> with my God. With China's first upside down breakfast spot. Um, yeah, okay. <laughs> so, again, the bacon was amazing. I, it I've, really was. I've gone there. I can confirm it. The Fresh Sweet's yeah. an amazing restaurant to go to. Yeah. It's been it's been a while, actually. Yeah. And uh, just since I've been there. And honestly, I kind of stopped going there maybe around five years ago just because I was not lo loving the food as much. But <laughs> from the sounds of it, there's the quality as it's It's worth it. It's okay. worth it. Yeah. There's also a fresh on Hamilton, the same people who own oh, yeah. both companies. So yeah. if you don't want to go west, you can always go east. That's true. Yeah. In many, many directions. Yeah. But if you go to Fresh and Sweet, you can't go north or south because it's all blocked off still. Mm -hmm. That's true. Yeah. So it'll be nice. We're going to get our corner back. That I'm corner has really been looking forward to getting yeah. the corner back. That's uh, been... Yeah. I, I just... Uh, okay, I'm now breaking the shtick altogether. I work, uh, I work on Albert Street north of the tracks... And when I go home, I can't just walk home down Albert because yeah. it just it's just becomes a, an ungovernable mess. Yeah, when you get to Victoria. Yeah, and it's terrible for north south traffic. Like it's 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 impeding like the flow of cars too, which you would think would make it you know would have killed it long ago. Oh yeah, but you think no. the traffic engineers in the city would have like just come out at night and burned it all to the ground. <laughs> we'll suggest that in our report. Yeah, one of their Go out at reports. night, burn it to the ground. <laughs> Actually, it's surprising how often reports from this department end with that. <laughs> yeah. go, go out at night, burn it to the ground. We did not suggest that Langs get burned. I, I want to no, make no, that no, clear. No. 
No. No. Thanks was awesome. No, okay. the fires that Kevin has been on for <laughs> have been our doing or suggestion. Okay, we, um, that's it. That is all. That is all. Thanks for coming in, Kevin. Absolutely. Thanks for having me. It's, all, it's always awesome to see you. Hopefully and next time will be for a better reason than another yeah. fire. Oh, yeah. yeah. Um, well, I mean, you're welcome anytime. But, you know, fi- fires. No or no fire. Fire or no fire. <laughs> um, but and unless this place is on fire, in which case you might want to stay away. Uh, anyway, uh, should we make a motion to adjourn? We should make a motion to adjourn. Motion is carried. You have been listening to the Queen City Improvement Bureau on 91.3 FM, Regina Community Radio. Your hosts have been, and still are, Paul Deschen and Aidan Morgan. Music by Ryan Hill, a.k.a. Guidewire. Our guests tonight have been Councillor Michael O'Donnell and Ken DeYoung of the dot-coms. Uh, dot-com DeYoung's. Uh, we're broadcast uh, 7 to 8 on Thursday Nights Live. We're all, you can hear us again Monday mornings. Uh, is it 9 to 10 or 8 to 9, Paul? I can never remember that one. Uh, 9 to 10. 9 to 10 a.m. Uh, so when you're driving to work late, you can, you can hear us then. Um, let's see. Find us on Twitter at Queen City IB or on Facebook. Also on our website, queencityib.com. Uh, oh, of course, also cgto.ca slash podcast. You can hear us there or listen live. Coming up next, we have the Nerdcore Cabaret with Maddie V, followed by the cockpit, and then the smooth disco stylings of the melt. Keep on improving, Regina. Is it really disco stylings? It's the smooth disco. I don't know. I think he plays pretty smooth music. All right. I'll check that out. Okay. Okay.